Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Night Beast. Well, after most of the grown-ups disappeared, all that remained in the city of Atiskit were a handful of babysitters and a lot of kids. The few remaining grown-ups called a meeting and they said, we have to do something. We need to find out what happened. Era spoke up from a corner of the room where she had been hiding, and she said, I had a dream last night about an evil pumpkin uttering curses, and then I saw a silver tower that winked out of existence. And an old scholar said, Who the heck invited a kid to our secret meeting? And Trini Delork said, Era, go home. I'll be there soon. But my dream, go. Let the adults worry about what to do. Era left the room, pouting. As she was leaving, she heard someone whisper, A silver tower? That sounds like the Tower of Taluma. And another grown-up said, Could the child possibly have the gift of foresight? But the old scholar said, No way, no, children don't have such gifts. Then Trini addressed the group again, and she said, I will lead a small search party to find out what happened. Another Mimi spoke up and said, But who will take care of the kids in your home while you're gone? Trini looked around the room, and then she pointed at the old scholar and said, You can do it, Cronky. Cronky stiffened, and he went, oh, I don't know anything about kids. They're loud and stinky. You were a kid once too, Cronky. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were, and you'll do fine. You're not a great warrior or woodsman, so we don't need you on our quest. <gasps> That's rude. I'm great in the woods. I can do all kinds of uh, woodsy stuff. Trini said, you've lived in the city your whole life, and while your knowledge of history is great, it will do us little good on our search for those who disappeared. We have every reason to believe this mission will be dangerous. Well, Cronky grumbled a little more, but in the end, he agreed to be a part-time babysitter whenever Trini went away. So after that, Cronky would babysit the kids in Trini's house whenever Trini and her small band of adventurers went out in search of clues. They would have meetings in Trini's house when they returned. Era secretly listened in on these nighttime meetings. There's no trace of them anywhere, she heard Trini say one night. Their footsteps lead to the Halvalen Glade, but don't lead away from it. Cronky said, well, maybe slurkworms or stick people attack them. Trini said, oh, I don't think so. There's no sign of blood or struggle. It's almost as if they were all lifted straight up into the clouds, or as if they all vanished at once. Era looked down at her telltale. The K and N sides were still tarnished and dull, but they hadn't turned black yet. Then she heard Trini say, I'm going to lead a small group across the lake to a tasket. We can see if anything bad happened to them, too. And if not, perhaps we can send some of the children there, or have some of their adults join us here. Winter is coming, and we'll need all the help we can get. As it stands, we can't feed or protect all these children on our own. There's too many of them and too few of us. So in the morning, Trini gathered the children together and she said, I will be going away for a bit longer this time. I'm heading west to Atasket, our sister city, to ask for help. Cronky will watch you. She looked at Era and said, And you must obey him. Cronky said, Yep, and I don't want you kids going outside. Actually, you're going to just stay inside in one room as I don't want to chase you all around everywhere. Well, Trini and her small group of adventurers left that afternoon, sailing west. And that night, as soon as Cronky fell asleep, 
Era called a secret meeting of the kids. She said, all right, I know there's a clue in the Tower of Tuluma that could lead us to our parents. That must be why I dreamt of it. And the grown-ups aren't listening to me, so we'll have to find this clue ourselves. The other kid said, okay. They were all five or six years old in Mimi years, so Era was their undisputed leader. And a little boy named Scooch said, are we taking Pokey, your baby brother? Era said, nah, no, he would slow us down. Besides, I don't want to change any diapers on this journey. So they left Pokey behind in his crib and Cronky sleeping in his room, and they snuck out of the house with their bags full of camping supplies and food. They crept through the moonlit streets of Atisket, heading for the forest east of the city. Scooch said, it's kind of scary out here at night. Era said, don't worry, I'll protect you. They left the city and entered the dark forest. And Scooch said, I saw something up in the trees, a pair of eyes. Era said, yeah, sometimes there's wild animals out here in the woods. And then they heard a long, mournful howl. And Fenna, Scooch's big sister, said, what was that? Era said, it's just a wolf, or maybe a werewolf. Definitely some sort of night beast. Don't worry. The others started to shiver with fear, and Era said, we should be safe. We can fly up into the trees if a night beast comes sniffing around. And Scooch said, what about me and the other boys? We can't fly. Era said, yeah, that's true. You might get eaten. What? Just kidding, just kidding. Me and the other girls will fly you up into the trees. Hopefully we'll be strong enough if we have two or three girls to one boy. We'll have to take a couple of trips, though. Hopefully we can save most of you in time. Scooch said, uh, that doesn't sound very reassuring. They reached the clearing where Era's family had lived. The cabin and workshop stood empty and dark. Okay, said Era, trying not to let sadness overwhelm her. We'll camp here tonight, but first let's have some food. They opened their packs. One of the girls said, oh no, the berries I gathered are mushy and moldy. Era said, leave them for the animals. You can have some of mine. Suddenly, they heard a twig breaking at the head of the path. <gasps> Fenna said, something's coming. And Scooch said, it's the night beast. Era stood up and said, grab the moldy berries and get ready to throw. Hopefully, we can startle the night beast long enough to make a getaway. I know a secret glade where we can hide. And then a dark shape stumbled into the clearing. And Era said, now! And they all threw moldy berries at it. <laughs> and the night beast went... <laughs> And Era said, run! And they all followed her into the woods. They stopped for a rest in another clearing a few minutes later. Era said, okay, we need to make a trap in case the beast returns. So she used a little magic shovel that her father had given her to dig a deep hole in the ground. She covered the hole with a layer of thin branches. She said, if the monster tries to get us, it will fall into the hole. Suddenly, they heard something crashing through the forest. They could hear it growling. Scooch said, the night beast is coming. Era said, don't worry, it's heading right for my trap. Then they heard the monster go, as it fell into the hole with a noisy crash. And Era said, run. The kids followed her through the forest. They didn't stop running until they reached another hidden glade. And Era said, okay, we can rest here. And Scooch said, what if the night beast comes out of the hole and comes and gets us? Era said, yeah, you're right. We'll need to gather weapons. So they collected stones from a nearby creek and sharpened sticks to use as spears. Era said, we should be safe now. 
they set up their tents and went to sleep. But then, around midnight, they heard a growling and grumbling coming from the thick underbrush west of the glade. Fenna said, it's the night beast. Era stood tall and grabbed some stones and she said, everyone, get ready to attack. Throw your stones to stun the night beast and then grab your spears to kill it once and for all. And then a dark, grumbling figure stumbled into the glade. And the kids threw their stones as hard as they could. The night beast cried. And then they threw their sharpened sticks at it. What are you doing? You crazy kids, sticks and stones can break my bones. Whoops. It was then they realized it was Cronky, their babysitter, not a night beast. And he glared at the kids and said, Are you trying to kill me? Throwing mushy berries at me and making me fall into holes and throwing rocks and stones and bricks and whatever else you were throwing at me? Scooch said, We thought you was a night beast. Cronky said, Well, I think you're a bunch of dummies. What are you doing out in the woods in the middle of the night? Era stood up tall and said, We're heading to the Tower of Tuluma to find a clue so we can rescue all the grown-ups who disappeared. The Tower of Tuluma? Well, you really are a bunch of dummies, aren't you? That tower is hundreds of Hopkins away in the center of the forest. A Hopkin is a unit of measurement, sort of like a Mimi mile. And Era said, Oh. Now let's get back to the house. Era said, Wait a minute, what did you do with my baby brother? Where's he? Well, I dropped him off at the neighbor's, obviously. Oh, okay, good. What do you think, I was just going to leave him alone at the house? Era said, maybe, I don't know, I don't really know you that well. Cronky went, oh, come on. Well, they followed Cronky back to the city. Well, actually, Era led the way since she knew the forest so well, and Cronky was rather useless in the woods. And they reached the house a little after dawn, and the kids stumbled and yawned. They were overcome with weariness from their long night. And Cronky shook his finger at them and said, Now go to bed and get some rest, and no more sneaking out of the house, understood? And the kids said, Yes. But as they trundled off to bed, Era turned to them and whispered, Don't worry, I've got another plan. Well, that's the end of the story, The Night Beast. The next story is called The Fire-Powered Sky Bag. Goodbye.